0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Our Football Podcast, episode 88. I'm Amelia Lopez. Welcome back, everybody. We are just one day away from Liga MX Feminine restarting, or not restarting, but just starting again. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. And here to talk to me all about Liga MX Feminine stuff is my counterpart, Adriana Terrazas. Adriana, how are you today?
1: I'm great. I can't believe we're halfway through the summer already. It it seems as though it was just like, like literally yesterday, last week, and we were just thinking about oh like the euro's coming and copa america we, we, and we then said gold cup.
0: <laughs> we said that when we were in the eye of the storm we weren't even going to realize how fast it was going but we were we were bracing ourselves for all the craziness that was going to happen and technically fear. the gold cup has had storms so you know yeah we were, we were partially right but yeah i agree yeah. i i was thinking. i think i was thinking about it what like two days ago i was like oh the euros are done you know and i was, I was also super bummed because i actually was rooting for england um, so then I got sad about it again, and then I thought about Tom, and I got even sadder, so, but yeah, I know, I'm like, I can't believe it's done, but then we still have Gold Cup, and then we have the Olympics in, like, a few days, too, so we still yeah. have tons of stuff that we still have to, have to watch.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually thinking about that. I think yesterday, I was like, okay, on the month, like, we're a month away from everything actually being over, like, Olympics, and, like, all, like, every tournament that we don't usually get, it'll be over mm-hmm. in a month. But still it's gonna be a pretty crazy month so uh yeah it's 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 coming it's i, I was telling like like colleagues i'm like it's winter is coming and i'm scared and <laughs> like the, the whole it's coming home and like, all that sort of stuff I, I think i was being really annoying last week but yeah
0: <laughs> it's and here. speaking of craziness starting but in a good way like i just mentioned the mx feminine will be starting next week i mean it felt it did, I'm, I'm not gonna lie it felt long kind of like it felt the delay was long because we've had just so much soccer right but i was like i need yeah. my feminine fix like you know we and we've had tons of signings and departures and all this transfer news go on but i i did feel like i missed it i missed the feminine and i'm kind of really excited that's coming back
1: it, it's so weird because i was thinking about that i was like how is it possible for us to like i i also miss like the women's side the men's side just regular you know mexican soccer just everything and i was like how is that possible when we just had like an entire like euro particularly the Euro. I, I, I've always liked the Euro more than Copa America for some weird reason. I just think it has like more stories and it's a lot, a lot more unpredictable, I think. So I was like, how is it possible that I could actually miss like the, the tournament that we have two times per year um, when we just saw one that we don't get as often, right? And, and particularly it's such a good Euro. So it, it was weird, but yeah, definitely I'm missing out on like, like those stories and making fun of Cruz Azul fans, which we'll not be able to do anymore. And uh, yeah, definitely, it's it's something that we need on a, like a day by day basis. Like we we need a dose of Liga makes feminine.
0: I agreed. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. It might have also been that it, there was a slightly refreshing, different result for both ends. I mean, Tigres still won the feminine title and all that good stuff. But you know, there was something very refreshing about like both the seasons. Cruz Azul finally won a title on the men's side, and then you know the Tigres Chivas final was also kind of exciting and just in general, we had talked about it. The last season was, overall, it wasn't so dominant. I mean, I know Tierra's overall ended up winning strongly in the league. year, but it, it got you excited for the rest of the teams. And I think that that's where I am right now as well, um, that we're going to get into, is there does seem to be excitement outside of like the big clubs. You're like, ooh, look what's happening yeah. over here. And ooh, I wonder what's going to happen with them. So I'm, I'm very excited to see how that, plays out this first week come, starting tomorrow
1: yeah agreed I think I, I the only thing I think um, I would have thought was going to be different at this point is that we were going to get more international players being signed I, I really thought we were going to have like I don't know like 10 players at least I think we have five um, so I actually thought that was like different from what I was expecting I was like oh no Tigris is going to sign like so, so quickly, they, they already have those players like set up, they're just waiting to announce them. Um, Monterrey, America. Um, so but no, it, it seems as though it's something that not most clubs are going to take advantage of, at least not right now, which is okay. Um, and I but th- definitely, yeah, yeah go ahead. I also, th- but
0: I also think it's a, I, I mean, I don't want to say like it's a good thing, right? But I think that there was validity in everybody kind of saying, Let's take a step back from it. I mean, for what it's worth, I'm very yeah. excited to see some of the foreign-based players in the league. You know, I think it is an exciting endeavor. I think everybody's kind of said that, like, you know, oh, we're excited. We're excited to have fresh faces in, in the league and things like that. But I do think it, I do think that it's kind of appropriate that there's not that many because it is hard. Yeah. It is hard. When you think about the, as much as we love the league and we're excited to see it grow in its various ways, there's still so much improvements that need to be made internally with the league. And I think you're starting to see that when you're not allowing that many international players or maybe even yeah. not being able to convince that many international players to come over here. You know, because it yeah. is... T- Go ahead.
1: Yeah, uh, Yeah. I was going to say that. I, w- I, was, I was surprised because I really thought many were going to take advantage of it, but I'm kind of relieved that they didn't right because we it's not that we don't want them it's just that we just want to make sure that the league is growing like in, in great proportion for all teams and not that we see like this huge dominance by tigres which we, we were already seeing and on and the same teams making it to liguilla over and over again so we want to make sure we take that step when we know that every team has an almost an equal opportunity of actually like making it to the, to the title right and if you look at the teams that are actually investing. It's not all teams and it's not even, it hasn't been fair or it hasn't been the same way for all 18 teams. So if you add in the foreign players, you know which clubs are going to probably going to take advantage of that and even like widen the gap even more. So that's the yeah. only thing I'm pretty sure we agree that we were kind of relieved that it wasn't happening because then that gap is going to be way wider.
0: Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I mean, and then for what it's worth, you know, I, I'm excited to see how all these teams are kind of like, Formulating themselves, you know. There's, I don't think there's been a quiet team this entire transfer window. Um, as we start looking at it, so I'm, I'm excited to to get started. My children are already knocking on my own door. I'll ignore them. The door is locked. Um, Adriana, let's go ahead and get right into it. game start tomorrow. Um, 3 p.m pacific time so 5 p.m central time and then 6 p.m eastern time so definitely keep an eye on that adriana let's go right into it we're gonna talk about all the games so you know if we bore you we're sorry if you're excited you know (laughs) feel free to chime in and and, and add us later on in case we're wrong about something first game to start off the 2021 apertura season is going to be queretaro versus rayadas queretaro one of the teams that actually brought a foreign player on um, Mm -hmm. which i'm very interested to see uh, but your your predictions, w- or what are you expecting from this first match?
1: Um, Carla Rossi against Eva Espejo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, that's a hell of a way to start off the season, to be honest. Um, I'm really eager to see... I, I know how talented Rayadas has always been, right? That they're one of these great teams. They're one of the teams that actually has the opportunity to make things a little bit more difficult for Tigres, obviously, besides the rivalry that they already have. But... Um I want to see like the environment around with, with the team and the play like the players and how they interact with Eva Espejo, just because there were so many rumors um, regarding stuff that was going on like off the pitch with the team with the players in Prayadas last season, right? We had the case of some players actually going to the beach and then getting some kind of sanction from the club. Um, Lots of stuff being said and just thrown around as rumors regarding what was going on in the locker room. So I'm particularly, I don't worry too much about the team. The talent's there, right? They have great players. Um, but I just want to see like what kind of vibe we get from that connection between Eva Espejo coming back to coach, by the way, because, um, she had left being coach with Pachuca to take on the role as a sporting director. So seeing her come back and just see how that relationship is with players, I think it's going to be really important for, for Rayadas. And then on the other hand, we have Carla, Carla Rossi, which by the way, I think we're getting jerseys, right? For, for like Rossismo or something like that, I, th- I believe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, just seeing her um, just mature with this project and get it that oh, yes, um, getting uh, a, lot, a lot more play. I think like the thing with the, with the summer break is it's, it's so long. it actually gives you a chance one first of all, to actually rest your players appropriately, right? Because we had injuries, we had COVID. Um lots of things changing. So you you can now kind of make sure that your team is 100 percent physically. So then making her making sure that she has that squad, adding some players, and then coming in with a little bit more of an idea of what she wants to do with the club because we were all really psyched when she joined Geretaro, right? We were just like saying, Oh my God, she's gonna change Geretaro completely. Um we still haven't seen that, but let's I think we could, we were patient last season and now I think we can expect a little bit more. So yeah, that's definitely a great match to see and start off the season.
0: Also, really interesting that uh, Monterrey actually signed two of Querétaro's players, Alejandro Calderón and Lizette Rodriguez, so definitely interested to see um, how she integrates them into the team, if if at all. Um, you know, Monterrey is, has been somewhat quiet in, re- in regards to signings, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it hasn't been quiet. Like, every team has made some type of move. They've been one of the teams that's made less moves. Um, but it really mm-hmm. interested to see it, especially for Ewa Um, You know, I think Monterrey fans were... Very impatient at that point with Becerra's project, they were really looking for something refreshing. Um, and facing off against her. also, just want to say, kind of cool that we're starting the Liam X Feminine season with two women coaches facing off against each other. I mean, oh yeah, Adriana was obviously alluding to that fact, but I just wanted to put it out there that that's pretty cool. You know, it's a yeah, it's a very interesting aspect. Um, who you got winning this game?
1: Um. I'll go with the Rayadas. I'll give them the edge just because it, I, I think there's more continuity with that squad than with Gedet That also, I'll I'll go with Rayadas.
0: Agreed. I'm also going with Rayadas as well. Moving on to the next game, we've got Pumas versus Necaxa that will be available on N. um, on Saturday. That'll be, you know, Gerataro uh, versus Rayadas. This is the only game for Friday, which will be cool. We'll be able to digest a little bit of the league without getting too overwhelmed by it. And then we got <laughs> Pumas versus Necaxa um, on Saturday. I mean, for what it's worth, I've been saying this, I'm updating my transfer tracker so you guys can check it out on Mex Nation when you have a chance later on today. But I've been saying for me, the bottom teams, quote unquote, it's just about improving. And I think that Kaxa going into the end of last season definitely improved. So yep. this might be a Bumas's game, but I'm interested to see what Nekaxa is able to do.
1: Yeah, I do think, um, yeah, totally agree. We, we saw a different Nekaxa this second half of last semester. Um, hopefully, they'll just keep on like that track because if, if there's I think that there's probably three teams that we've seen struggle way more um, in these four years of Liga MX femenil. Necaxa, particularly, is one of them. Uh, obviously, we've heard all these stories, um, of stuff that happened. Players traveling like eight hours on a bus just like on the same day they actually had to play a game at the Estadio Azteca, stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, definitely not one of those teams that you just hope does better particularly off the field, but also on the field, right? Because of all, all the things that we've seen players have to endure and just live with. So I think Pumas has the edge just because they're playing at home. I think it's one of those teams that has actually just made themselves a lot more difficult. Um, obviously, we're celebrating that Pumas. Now we don't, we don't really have to like criticize them for, not, for being the only team that doesn't play at their stadium yeah so yeah <laughs> that, that's a relief i totally think they were also the last the last team to actually get a twitter account that like a specific tour account for the women's side they that's were r- last in both
0: very that was a very hilarious like two to three weeks where we're like hey this one exists is it official is it theirs like who's running this account and then finally uh, they got verified and they're actually using it so. <laughs> we'll no longer be confused when puma's feminine and puma's men's are playing at the same time we'll know we'll, we'll know who's playing yes but very excited to see puma's at home at the when at uh at their stadium, and then it will be Karina Baez's first game managing the team. So, very excited to see what kind of system she brings over from her uh, Tigres days to see what's going on over there. And also, Akemi uh, Yama is going to be there as well, so we'll see. I will say, I mean, I wonder if... Yokoyama is going to get that much playing time. I mean, she was a solid defender a while ago with Tigres when they actually gave her playing time, but interesting to see how that dynamic happens. Um, yeah, because I think, usually, I think Pumas was creating something already defensively.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it, it's one of those teams that actually had that like stamp, right, from the from the beginning. I remember Pumas, uh, I think it was the entire first year of Liga Mekis Femenil, they had this, the, the best defense from all the league, right? Like both semesters, the first and second semester. And then they just had these huge changes and players leaving, and then they kind of lost themselves. So, but but still it's one of those teams who you know is defensively is like, that's, that's their strong point, right? Obviously um, they, they've been working on midfield and offense, but when you look at defense, I think Boom is one of those teams that has kind of understood what, what, where things need to happen to make sure that they're solid on, on defense. So yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see some of these new players come in. Um, Buma's also bringing in players constantly like from their youth squads and really young players. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see um, how like how many minutes they give, which players and at what point and how they start bringing this because uh, we're not getting the U17 tournament yet, but I'm pretty sure several teams are going to be like, hey, we could just take an advantage and slowly like start building up these players despite being so young. So that when the U-17 tournament does come along, they'll be even stronger in that category.
0: Most definitely. So uh, definitely giving that one to Pumas. We'll see what happens there. Moving on to the next game on Sunday. Kicking off Sunday's matches, it's going to be America versus Santos. America has a lot of... I will say, their preseason has been pretty good. I, I mean, granted, you know, we always kind of take it with a grain of salt. It is preseason. They've had a lot of changes, not just man- not just from a managerial standpoint, but a lot of players come and go. Um, not unusual for America but it's always kind of resulted in them not having a system or you know Cuellar was very famous for placing players outside of where they were supposed <laughs> to be positioned um, but particularly after last season which was just an absolute debacle they yeah. have a lot to prove but I think Santos also has that like mid-table edge to them that it'll be interesting to see how this first game plays out.
1: I'm trying to think if there's any team that has had as many changes during the off season as America has had, like in the last four years, I really don't think so. I, I
0: highly doubt it. They let go at least bare minimum, like six players. I want to say.
1: Yeah. And I remember last year because I, I remember this was like, we were thinking this was a consequence of COVID and clubs actually, um, like losing lots of players and because of money issues and and just stuff like that i i think they actually let go like of like 11 players last season and it wasn't like oh my god that's the entire team but their squad was really big yeah so they could actually let go of 11 players and it was still quite big right um so yeah i'm guessing yeah it's just it's it's been one of those things that constantly happens with america we'll see if 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 it was a good idea, like it's just one of those things that it's like a, just a wait and see, it could be a great decision and just let go of players that weren't doing as well, or who you think could actually benefit from playing somewhere else for a while. Um, obviously, I mean, we saw Hannah Gutierrez, Gutierrez leaving. Um, that I think those were particular players that I think fans wouldn't have expected to leave, to be honest, because they were kind of making sure that they were like one of those key players or one of those just players that identified a lot with the club. So um, really interesting to see grown them, like oh, yeah, almost homegrown. Yeah, exactly, like homegrown players, exactly. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see which other players like take on those roles because again, they're they're also really young. I mean, I I think, I think they're still U twenties, right? Um, yeah. So they're, they're yeah, tiny. yeah, they tiny. <laughs> Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes and what other young players could actually just kind of step up and, and start getting that process of getting minutes and, and starting fighting like for that starting lineup position. So, yeah, interesting to see what America is up to. Um, still, obviously, despite all these changes, there's one of those teams that you have to keep your eye on and which will definitely probably make it to Ligia.
0: I would almost say that you know, not to not to excuse it or think that suddenly things are going to get better. I would almost say that that influx of coming and going players was very much like a Cuellar-esque system. Don't know if that's going to be the same under Harrington. Yeah. Um, but it does seem based off, I mean, they've also picked up some solid, solid players. And, and that's the funny thing about America. They've always had quality players, but it just seems to level up a little bit this time around. I mean, yeah. Natalia Malion, Amanda Perez, Karen Luna, uh, Kiana Palazzo. Kiana. Kiana. so it does seem like they're they're creating something much stronger they do look more they do, They have looked more structured in the uh in the preseason matches we've been able to watch that have been streamed um whether they played in texas or you know wherever so i do I, they might I, I give it to america i think america is gonna win i put that in my prediction i'm gonna give it an america win but i also think there's something evolving in santos that probably makes them a top mid-table team or could make them a mid-table team yeah
1: um but yeah we'll definitely have to see i i want santos to step up because when you look at the club as a whole it's just one of those clubs that's so interesting the way that they look for players abroad bring them in how they actually make sure that homegrown players like whenever they're given a chance to be in the starting like in the senior team are actually up for it right it's not like they're like um, like they get like stage fright whenever they get on the field. These are players that are actually really well like built, right? They were really well grown and, and, and they know what they're up to. And it, it seems as though a club that has been able to do that on the men's side just hasn't like, they've missed the mark on the women's side. But I really do think that they, they've noticed this and I'm pretty sure that they're eager to make sure that they can replicate that formula on the women's side. So yeah, hopefully it'll be enough for them to actually just step up a little bit and make sure they're, they're like in the top eight.
0: They're also going to be without Wendy Toledo this season because she headed over to Toluca. So interesting yeah, to see how true. that dynamic and the goal is going to work for them as well. Moving mm-hmm. on to the next game, we've got Puebla versus León. León making some pretty significant changes this preseason as well. Um, I've heard rumors that there's going to be uh, possibly a few more signings, so we'll definitely keep an eye on what León Feminil
1: is up to. That's pretty um, late, though, right? I yeah. mean,
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, the season's going to start. You're not going to have those players for – at least a couple of weeks
0: probably yeah so we'll definitely see um Mm -hmm. but I mean this is one of those games where we're just interested to see what happens I mean Puebla has also as far as I'm concerned they're still tweeting out new signings right now speaking of like super late (laughs) they're probably still tweeting out as we're actually I have to give it to Puebla Feminine because they're actually doing something really cool did you see that little graphic where they're like no essentially plug so what they did is they made like a kind of like a picturesque graphic so they put like new signing here new signing here but in Spanish I can't even remember I have to look it up exactly what it says but every time they announce one of their players they put her name in that space so you can see it filling up on the graphic so then they go you ready for the next one you ready for that so they're just like bombarding everybody with their signings today and yesterday um but they've been making some some interesting moves I mean I think did they finish last 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 season I can't even remember they're pretty close to the bottom. Yeah, they're pretty close to the bottom. Yeah, they're pretty close to the bottom. But um, interested to see what that you know what that means for Puebla. Um, Leon had a good season maybe like two seasons ago. Then they were kind of lackluster this this last time around. But um, I think I'm giving this one to Leon for this game.
1: Um. Yeah, I think. Yeah, probably Leon. Yeah, I think you're right. Might be a draw. But Ooh. yeah, it's looking it's looking more like like Leon. I think.
0: Are you doing a quiniela this season, Adriana? I forgot to ask.
1: I I am not for the feminine. No, I haven't been invited to one for the feminine. I do have to say, though, I was second place in the Euro. What? Yeah, it was awesome. What did you get? (laughs) Did you win anything? Yeah, I won 1,600 pesos, hey, which,
0: there is, we go. which is 80 bucks. <laughs> Did you get a medal and then not wear it because you were second place?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just took it off and then just <laughs> You drowned. just took it off in the middle. No, okay. I'm, I'm pretty psyched because um, I actually, like, I, I paid, like, my participation to that tournament with that money, and then I paid my participation for the Liga Mex uh, Quiniela as Ooh, well. So, yeah, so nice. Yeah.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Yep. All right. Moving on, we've got Toluca versus Atlas. Uh, like I just mentioned, Toluca also getting some really good um, reinforcements. They got Wendy Toledo in goal. Uh, they picked up some of the America players, Mazatlan, Puma, Santos, a few of those players. So they're definitely trying to build something over there. And then Atlas, uh, pretty surprising signing, uh, given that they're usually quiet, but managed to get Veronica Perez. So that's cool. Some of you for what it's worth. I've always respected him as one of the coaches in Liam X I think that they, like we mentioned, when it comes to the excitement of last season, not so much of the title-winning performance that Tigres did. I think Atlas is one of those teams. They have consistently gotten better and better as seasons go on. So I don't know. I see a lot for them this season, especially, you know, thankfully I know we've seen some rumors circulating. It doesn't look like Alisson Gonzalez is going anywhere. So kind of happy about that.
1: Yeah, I was happy about that as well, because I mean, it's not that I don't want her to go somewhere else, but I just do. I really love the fact that other teams aren't losing their key players, so we keep it just like fair and square, <laughs> or at least as much as we can. So yeah, um, I, I, Atlas was so close last season. They're, they're, they're just there, right? They, they just need like a particularly lucky season to make sure that they're just right up there and, and making it to finals. But still, I mean, yeah, interesting. Veronica Perez come in, tons of experience. Um, yeah, I, I guess like, I, I guess it was like a move that we didn't, wouldn't have expected, to be honest, but it's, it's still a pretty exciting one. Um, so, yeah, let, let's see what, what goes on. I mean, Alison coming in, um, just having an amazing season, participating with the, Mex- with the senior Mexican national team. Um, yeah, so it's another Managed thing we have to, to take into consideration. Japan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, her first senior goal. Um, yeah, I think it was the first round, right? She didn't squad against Costa Rica. If I'm no. not mistaken, no. Yeah, it was the first. Round. Um, yeah, so really exciting, and yeah, this is what something we have to take into consideration: how many players are going to be lost, uh, you know, like air quotes lost because of national team duties. So some of the teams have do have to take that into consideration. I'm pretty sure Allison's going to be right up there, right? So um just look into calendar and fatigue and probably missing several games this semester because we do have like the start of the CONCACAF tournament at the end of the semester so um several of those teams have to take that into account and make sure that they have an entire roster available because you're going to have tons of players being absent during the season
0: yeah most definitely so adriana toluca atlas who are you giving it to for week? oh atlas yeah atlas uh, last with an alice and gonzalez hat trick again no i'm just kidding to look the pretty pretty good compact wise like they do good holding down the fort for as long as they possibly can and then for that kill. yeah
1: and i remember particularly i think it was the first season at uh toluca made it through i think to liguilla or they were in top eight or something i mean they started off the league pretty well and then just kind of lost their grip at some point so it'll be great to see toluca actually making it through Um, and just like being consistent throughout the season because yeah they've they've lost lots of players lots of changes um, also in the coaching position so I'd be glad to see them do consistently like well throughout like the semester
0: agreed agreed Uh, now we move on to the next game that's wait is this was that already I don't know what I don't know sense of time anymore let me double check Yes, so Toluca versus Atlas kicks off Liga Max Feminine Mondays as always, um, so definitely keep in tune for that. The next game on Monday is Pachuca versus Sholos Fem- uh, Feminine, which I think Sholos Feminine, also another team that got a foreign-based b- player, so uh, congratulations to them. But I think that this is the most lopsided match that we have for the first week. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah definitely i mean there's just, just so much hype around pachuca i mean there should be yeah i mean it's expected right um i think they did an awesome job just making sure they got charlene i mean making sure it was not america it wasn't chivas it wasn't tigres for god's sake right um i'm i'm so happy because i mean there's billboards did you see the billboards
0: There's billboards in Pachuca. um, I was on mute. Yes, yes, I I did see the billboards. I wasn't part of it, but there's some great people (laughs) over at the marketing jersey that were part of, that were obviously involved in that. And I mean, the welcome has been amazing for her. And, you know, through through the grapevine, she is very, very excited to be over there uh, right now. And I mean- like I said, it's 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 totally valid the excitement that people have for Pachuca. I mean, I think I when after her presentation they took like that team picture, right? And you're just like, oh my god, what a squad! It's they're forming <laughs> over there.
1: It's so exciting. I mean, you see, like like some of her teammates were just so excited, shared pictures on social media. You have the billboards building up the hype and, and t- telling people, hey, we have a new star. She's here um probably the most representative player we had abroad in so many years um coming over and, and playing for pachuca um it's it just it's like like full circle right i was remembering i think pachuca even had that first Liga Mekis mequis game back in apertura 2017. i'm pretty sure pachuca had the first official game um so just a team that was made it to that final against chivas um has constantly been been up there uh, fighting to make it to, to the final again, uh, making it difficult for other teams, getting their own facilities, getting their own uniform. I think they were the first team as well to actually have a, a, like a club photo with the men and the women, um, doing amazing stuff on social media. It, it, was, it was just like meant to be for them to have Charlene come over. And I'm, I'm just so hyped about everything that she can actually bring to the league, not only to Pachuca itself, um and obviously just yeah tons of pressure around her just because of what's expected right but but still i'm just so happy that um pachuca made the effort and was able to convince her to come over and yeah amazingly so one of her like top historical players is finally playing at home
0: most definitely so very excited to see that um you know i don't want to i don't want to say it like you know for not because obviously Sholos had a good project under Rossi at one point, and then things kind of went awry. They were under Oviedo. You didn't really see anything. Now Fabiola Vargas is over there. Who knows what's going to happen with that? They've had some, I mean, they've had some signings of their own, right? Esmeralda Verdugo's over there. Anya Mejia, former Rayadas player. They grabbed, a go- they grabbed uh, you know, a few players. Uh, or or abroad like I mentioned and and even from the states so who knows what's going to happen with them I don't want to you know I don't want to kick them while they're down or anything before (laughs) before we've even started at all I just think I mean this game is basically sealed for Pachuca if anything it's more of just like Tonya East now finally introducing her second season and being like here's who we are and just absolutely dominating solos as much as they can just to get that confidence started like right away.
1: Yeah, agree. And we're just so we're huge fans of Tonya East. Like, 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 like on on the field during the game. Taking no She's crap mean, from no one. Yeah, take exactly like that attitude. We're huge fans of that attitude. So, um, will be just amazing to see her. And 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 just like the knowledge she has, also of what the Spanish league could make for for charlene and now bringing her over i think will be really interesting as well so i'm i'm psyched to see pachuca their jersey is amazing all, um, all the leo Max so many
0: teams jerseys are amazing i want all of them like i want all of them like can yeah, i know right how much i want all of them
1: <laughs> that like the purple pachuca jersey is oh, beautiful geez. it's it's such an amazing jersey
0: Santos's jerseys came out yesterday they're amazing.
1: Yeah, they're, um, they're, they're doing a, a great effort with the women's jerseys and and if it's like the same as the men's side, I've seen so many more teams incorporate the women with the announcements and making sure that they're part of it. it it's 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 such a like great thing to actually see because it was happening but something happened this off season that it's, it's like intensified
0: I think, what was it? So Tigres came out with their own personalized jersey. That one sold out from what I remember. Atlas Femini came out with some jerseys yesterday too. Also amazing. I think those sold out already. I don't know if Santos is sold out, but there was one more team that came out with jerseys that already sold out. Like there is a mark. I think everybody's talked about it time and time again. Like there's such a market for the Femini and I know it's growing much faster than we anticipated to the point that, yeah, we're bringing in foreign players and we're like, whoa, 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 wait, slow down. But it's yeah. super, it's super exciting to see. It's super exciting to see everybody getting excited about the season again, and all these mm-hmm. fantastic jerseys, like you're saying, and people properly investing in the league. I, it's so fun. I want all the jerseys. I want all of them.
1: Yeah, great. I, I want a collection of like women's jerseys. <laughs> they're, yes. they're really, really nice. Yeah. Yes, definitely.
0: Moving on to the next game, um, we have Tigres kicking off their season against Mazatlan. that That'll be available on through the I don't care. I'm gonna say it. Masatlán's getting to the playoffs this season. I'm saying it now. because i want them if they get to the playoffs i will be so happy i will fly to Masatlán and watch them in their first league i just want it to happen um but obviously tigres i mean defending champions super campeones you know campeon campeon of the campeones if you want they're just the top team in the league um what is there to say about tigres at this point no
1: not not much i mean just yeah, they're 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 gonna kill it because they have done for so many seasons. But still, I mean, hopefully, um, hopefully someone's up for like to take on that role and, and make things difficult for them. And hopefully, I mean, hopefully it'd be like like a group effort, you know, like all the other seventeen teams trying to make it way more difficult, particularly for Tigres. Um, yeah, I mean, one what, what more needs to be said. I mean, current champions, so many amazing players. Stephanie, Mayor having such a killer season. I mean, it's it's amazing. Um, So, yeah, it'll be really difficult for all the other other teams, but I'm definitely sure that they're up for the challenge.
0: Yeah, definitely. Also, I I appreciate Masatlan's approach of giving us all the the players that were leaving at the same time and then dumping all the players that they signed at the same time. I really appreciate it. I mean, there's fun, don't get me wrong. There's a joy in seeing the individual player announcement that other teams have done. Um, but I like Masatlan's approach because they said, hey, here's everybody that's leaving. And hey, here's everybody that's joining us. Um, <laughs> uh, and for me, I'm, I'm actually very excited because Masatlan has been not so not that technical, but they have a lot of fight. I really do enjoy watching them play when they're at their best. You know, even if they're going to be a mid-table team or just barely make the cluster for the playoffs. I do j- genuinely enjoy watching them play. And I'm particularly excited for them um, grabbing uh, Paola. Aleman from Atletico San Luis. I think that she's been a fantastic player over at Atletico San Luis. And I'm just interested to see what Mazatlan does just in general. So maybe they won't beat Tigres this week. I mean, that's almost a given. I'm not going to pretend like they're going to do something crazy this time around. But I am excited to see what they're able to do um, for the remainder of the season. I think it it should be fun watching them again. Um, Moving on to the penultimate game for week one. We've got Chivas versus Atletico San Luis chivas also having a few departures and signings on their way they renewed Chore mejia's uh contract he will be oh. staying for a little while longer which is very cool mm-hmm. i believe just as much as we believe in rosismo i believe <laughs> in, in mejia, mejia
1: sismo mejia
0: sismo whatever am, sismo
1: we need chloe sismo <laughs> i
0: genuinely do enjoy what he's done over at chivas it's been like a game yeah. of chess with him like it's it's it wasn't. I mean, it's not at Tigres' level, right? Obviously. I mean, they they did they had a chance in that first leg. Like, still, think about that penalty that was missed. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. But I do. I am very excited to see what he does this season, this time around. Like, it feels like he's he's confident in, in what he's doing. He's he again. He's being very strategic, even the signings, even if who who they're letting go and who they're bringing in. So I don't know. I'm very excited to see what Chivas does.
1: Yeah, I think Chivas has <laughs> um, respectfully, let just like, like I don't know, like sh- shut everyone up um, after criticizing so many players leaving and changes and just being really skeptic about what was going to happen with the team for in a particular season. Yep. And yeah, I agree. I think Chota has shown that despite being like quiet and not being like that coach that you're constantly talking about. Um, he's he's building that group, not necessarily a team, but a group um, that supports his system, that plays the way he wants them to, and yeah, that, that kind of respects the philosophy of what Chivas represents. So I'm I'm really eager to see um, how he comes on to the season. I'm really excited to see Tania Morales come back. I mean, she had such a terrible, terrible injury. Um, was away for months it was a knee injury and now she's coming back I mean uh, we, I remember even uh, players scoring goals and then uh, celebrating and just showing her number and being like hey we're here for you we remember you this is for you so it's gonna be really great to have her back on the field with that leadership that I think we were kind of missing out on, on, on some of the games right you, you need that leadership role and I think Tania Morales is, is just who personifies like like everything that Chivas needs
0: there's a definite there's a there's a veteran level that was missing I think there was it wasn't as you're right I don't think there was like leadership but there was a collective and I think that's kind of what what Chota's system with Chivas is about right nobody's like the top dog there's just this collective teamwork that's kind of formulating but with that being said there does seem to be a chance for you know someone who's been there for a long time sort of like Blanca Felix right who's there and is like trying to support the team wholeheartedly and I think you know, I think Tania has the opportunity to do that again after being injured for so long. I think Ruby has a chance to do that again after being away, you know, in Real and bringing that European experience that she has into the team. Like I said, he's been very strategic in what he's been grabbing. Um, you know, Cassandra Montero from Asatlan, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a pretty good help over in the midfield. At Simba Casas, who was, had... I think she scored the best goal of the season last season um, over with Juarez. She, you know, she's been these are very strategic moves from him and i think that that's going to end up working out in the long run um for them moving forward. so i mean atlético like san luis also just just a team that can complicate things you know. are they going to make the playoffs? are they going no, you know for what it's worth, no, but very interested to see what goes on, but i'm giving this one to chivas. what do you think?
1: yeah, definitely chivas. um Again, it will be interesting to see the starting lineup. We, we even saw Blanca Felix not being the, start, the starting goalkeeper at some point. Um, so we saw some mistakes last season as well. So we will be interesting to see how she improved on like, during the offseason coming into to this new semester um just again with experience but also with so much responsibility i mean yeah chivas and knowing that i mean fans expect from her like the first thing they saw like the first uh semester when she was carried off the field against america so yeah definitely interesting to see how players improved um during the off season how they're coming on to start off this this particular semester
0: yeah, so definitely enjoyed that one. And to end up to end week one for the Liga Max Femini, we're gonna have FC Juarez versus Cruz Azul. Again, we said it before, we'll say it again. I we're very surprised by uh, you know, Alejandro Cordilla leaving Cruz Azul and then heading over to Juarez. So that's gonna be an interesting dynamic to see. That being said, I'm am interested to see what Cruz Azul does this season. I'm interested to see, but we both to see this feels like a very level game. I think it could go either for this one.
1: Uh, I think I'm kind of rooting for the thing is with Cruz Azul they let go of so many players again it, it was it was weird right we weren't expecting them to leave, but like let go of so many players but um, they were doing particularly well last season like almost making it to Liguilla, except that last game against América and they kind of lost it there but um, I mean I'd be leaning they more towards Cruz they- Azul.
0: They sign yeah. more players than they let go. I think they I think they also had a uh, like photo dump of of, of players <laughs> that they just signed this yeah. this season. Uh, I mean this yeah this season uh, like earlier this week. But it is. It's just like they had a good system flowing, and now what's what's going to happen yeah, to that it, system?
1: Yeah, it's, it, I'm leaning more towards that like um, unpredictability of how they're coming in as a squad because of how many changes they had. So I'm I'm still kind of leaning a bit more towards Cruz Azul. I think they might win. They might,
0: they're probably going to win, but the Lady of the X range true. So Curiel is going to get a goal.
1: I Oh, yeah, that would be good. That's
0: probably what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. Hmm. That's good, though. I, I like it when like we have like, like, that sort of rivalry and they're like, oh, are they going to actually celebrate the goal? Or are they going to be like, no, I'm so sorry. Um, that kind of respect. <laughs>
0: yeah. Fun fact, I did not know that um, there was a phrase. For that I did not know it was uh the X like I lay the yeah I didn't know that I didn't know that till like a, a season and a half ago I think every I think it came out like it didn't come out right but I started paying attention to it to, attention to it when Macias left leon and then went to chivas and then scored. oh yeah that's when i finally paid attention to it and then i was like oh this is fun everybody this this is a thing (laughs) i was like this is a thing i didn't know i'm so glad to be a part of it now and then janelle scored and then like it just kept happening with like different players (laughs) and different teams and i was like oh my god it happened so i'm just glad yeah to to be a part of it but then let's go crazy um predictions who makes the playoffs who's your who's your surprise playoff contention team mine's Masatlan, obviously but
1: my surprise playoff team Luca.
0: Ooh, I like that one I like that one and then does Tigres win the title this season
1: oh dear god I hope not (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that was being honest wasn't it um, I really hope not because, I mean, I do fear people losing interest in the league because of how predictable it, it can become. It, it kind of is already, right? Um, so I really hope not just because of that. It's not because I don't want them to do poorly. I, I actually want them to have some kind of international, like, tournament come up and, and get invited and, and go and be amazing and successful and win everything. It's just that as a league, and we've said this time and time again, it's just that as a league. You do lose that, but you, just that appeal when it's that predictable, right? Um, so I, I really do. Exp- I don't. It's not that I want them to be like 18th place, right? I mean, I just want that some other team to be up to the challenge, uh, win Liga MX and make sure that it's a, like a fair competition. That it's just not, not as unpredictable as as the men's side, but um, surprising as the men's side, I guess I'd say so. Yeah, um, that's, that's why I don't want them to win, just because of that, just because it's in the benefit of everyone, except themselves, um, for them not to win, to be honest.
0: I honestly, you know what, at this point, I'm going to, I'm kind of like, stop, I I don't want to stop the fight, but I'm kind of just like, I can accept it I guess as long as somebody else wins in kind of a way like let them make the final they can be finalists just like I you yeah know, like Tigres Chivas that was good we didn't have a Regio final you know so I I wouldn't mind like a Tigres Pachuca yeah. and then Pachuca wins or something Exactly, like, yeah, we could, I, don't, we can have. I don't mind them being finalists and just continuously proving to us that they're good but you know yeah. just throw somebody else in there Pachuca yeah
1: someone else in the mix pachuca would be amazing that would that would be awesome we, 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 can, we can all go with with pachuca
0: also <laughs> breaking news like i mentioned teams are just dumping out their signings i don't want to know this sounds mean but they're just posting their signings at the very last minute puebla actually becomes the next team that has their first extranjera so they welcome oh wow veronica martins from uh oh i'm gonna get the song sao jose football femenino so they become the next team to announce the signing so very interesting There's I guess we're one guess day we're away here. from
1: actually starting off the tournament <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh the, but it, but that's actually very interesting because now now I feel like our whole discussion at the beginning is kind of thrown off because the team like Puebla is bringing in Extranjera so they're yeah. they, they've convinced somebody which is kind of cool so yeah agreed well,
1: that, that's another like interesting like story to follow just how I mean, still, they still have time to sign on, like, like players, I think, all the way up to September. Um, it'll be interesting to see if any others, like, just get on board and what, whatever team. I mean, I've been surprised to see Querétaro Puebla sign players from abroad. I mean, I, I really didn't think they'd be up to it or looking into it. I'm really happy they are. So it'll be interesting to see, like, what players, where they're coming from, how they adapt, and just what difference they make to the team and the league.
0: Definitely okay, Adriana. I'm gonna throw another. I'm gonna throw another curveball at you. Well, not a curveball. I'm just asking another outlandish prediction. Charlene Corral wins top goal scorer award, Golden Boot this season. Oh,
1: yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she definitely. I mean, she won it in Spain. Why wouldn't she win in here?
0: That is very true. We talked about this off the air. I think last last podcast or maybe we said it on the air. We said the over under is definitely t- 19 like it's definitely it's definitely gonna hit she's definitely gonna hit 19 i think is what we both said whether or not she makes that 20 mark is not so much that we're hesitant we're just we just don't want to like overestimate i mean not not even overestimate because charlene's a fantastic player right but we're just like you know let's just leave it at at 19 she'll probably get to that point for sure no question
1: yeah i agree yeah i think she'll reach 19 not not easily but comfortably oh yeah way comfortably like
0: mid-season oh no no that's actually i don't know there's what there's like 17 weeks of the season if she scores one goal a game didn't she only get 17 she's definitely gonna score at least two every so often
1: yeah that's why i think 19 is not too far-fetched
0: okay no you're probably right okay for sure okay sounds good um, keeping up with Liga MX feminine news Adriana apparently Liga MX Feminine is going to have their own categories in the Ballon
1: d'Or Ballon d'Or yep awards oh. which is kind of first interesting. I mean again so many things we're doing at last year, like last year that we're just getting like everything like packaged together and like oh summer of 2021 let's just have like everything that we didn't have and just put it in there um so yeah we have um two categories right I think we have best young player and then best player overall
0: yes so essentially rookie of the year and then player of the year for the Liga MX Feminine why
1: they didn't throw in
0: more categories is kind of weird I think that's part of the reason it's created such a debate against who these two players should Mm -hmm. be or what who qualifies or I'm like you should have just given people more because that way they wouldn't get into fights about these two categories. But at the end, let's throw ourselves into the ring for that fight. In your opinion, who should be the two players? Who should be player um, of the year and who should be rookie of the year?
1: Um, rookie, uh, rookie, I think is, yeah, one. Okay, this is where I get confused.
0: Because rookie of the year implies that that's their first time in the league or like a young yeah, player. but I
1: I think it's actually like young player of the league. I'm not entirely sure when the young part ends. Like, if it's like, 20 <laughs> like 20, when, you twenty or like you twenty one? Yeah, when does youth end? But I think that's what the, like like they're going for. It's like young player of the of the year. Um, so yeah, if it's that like I think it's that way and I think Alison would definitely win. I mean, she won top goal scorer, so I think what more needs to be said.
0: True. Okay, that's it. Cuz yeah. I thought of it like rookie of the year, which implies like in American culture right, it usually means like the player mm-hmm. that likes just started and, and and is a young player, right? But they just started in the league or it's like their first time. So I went with Isabella Gutierrez. I think that's her last name. Now I'm, now I'm going to feel bad. that she us play Isabella Gutierrez? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think it's yeah. So I went with Isabella Gutierrez because I think that she had a pretty good season over with Chivas. She's young, she kind of fit that category. She's obviously a finalist, so I kind of went with her. I almost would push it to another Chivas player and go Gabby Valenzuela. But I do if it ends up being like young player of the year, then obviously Allison.
1: Yeah. I think yeah, I think there's like no competition, to be honest.
0: Yes, very true. <laughs> player of the year. Adriana, who do you say?
1: Uh I'm thinking. Stephanie? I think it might be Stephanie, player of the year.
0: I want to say yes to that one. And I, I totally understand, like, Tigres fans, I mean, Tigres fans rush to say every one of their players should be player of the year, right? They should just give the whole team another trophy or something. I don't know. They need more yeah. accolades at this point, according to the Tigres fans. Four titles is enough. They need all the things. Um, but I, I agree with that one. I just think in terms of impact, like, impact on, on a team or impact with, like, kind of what you have, I that's where I would go. Allison should probably be player of the year because she was –
1: Oh, I see. Yeah. Because she
0: was leading goal scorer of the year, and she did it with Atlas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now and, – and that's where it gets murky because I go I – I can almost understand the Stephanie Mayor case because she is a fantastic player. We said it before. She is a top player in the league. She's a top player for the national team. She's a solid, solid player. She doesn't play – but, you know, like her, her like, how do I say it? Her impact is significant, but she's got so many other important players around her that that impact is kind of properly distributed throughout the entire team, if that makes sense. Whereas somebody like Allison to distri- to contribute to her team make, takes that much more effort. Or even Licha. Licha at, at Chivas. Oh, Licha, know, like, would be, yeah. When Agreed. they make an impact for their team, it's a huge deal, I think. Yeah. So that's where I was like, mm, I think that Lee Chan and Allison need to be in that conversation because they have they have done amazing stuff. They were the top goal scorers, you know, number one and two. Mayor was number three, I believe. So it is, it is, it is a conversation with them three for sure. I just was like, maybe we shouldn't go so quickly to say Mayor. But I can also see why she should be one of the candidates for that award,
1: in my opinion. So. Yeah. Um I guess it depends because if it is young player, I'm pretty sure. And if it's, if it is Alison, they're not going to give her the, the best player award as well. So it yeah. just depends. I mean, I, I, usually when you look at this, it's like why not give her if it, if she's the best player overall, then she's all definitely the best young player as well.
0: True, so, but they're
1: not going to um, they're not going to do yeah. they're not going to they're give not going to do that. Trophies.
0: Yeah, she's no, not they're gonna.
1: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so that's why I think it would be Alison for for young player. And yeah, I think best overall player the thing is you know what's really unfair that usually mm-hmm. like strikers like dominate these like awards. well that's what i'm saying like if yeah we, that's it's, how it's i look at it yeah. like
0: if you're gonna look at this as like player mm-hmm. of the year you do technically usually give it to the top goal scorers and who are the top goal scorers allison obviously is the first one she got the golden boot and they got licha right after her So that's where i go yeah in in my mind like you're saying right it's not like oh like oh we want to not give it to a very good solid player that's helped you know control her team but you do usually go for the offensive players in this you do go for the you do go for the goal scorers in in these awards
1: yeah yeah it's kind of like biased that way it's really difficult for like a defender to get to get that award i mean it shouldn't be but truth be told you kind of have strikers like off the top of your head right Mm -hmm. um yeah, but I, I do think it will be Alison and Stephanie. Probably, probably. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. of like any other like like young like young player. It's definitely like Alison. Um, but like top player.
0: Or I mean, Aileen uh, could also be in that conversation as well. But Dreyelz didn't. I mean, Dreyelz still had a, a a pretty good. They made it fourth, and we're still like, eh, had they? How good of a season did they have? That's <laughs> I remember last last season we were like oh they didn't do that great and then they finished in fourth Uh, but they weren't they weren't that amazing they were much better when they won the title obviously Um, Aileen could also be like a rookie of the year but again the I see it as rookie of the year and that translates differently in American culture than it does what I think is happening with young player of the year but yeah we'll, we'll have to
1: We'll have, we'll have
0: to see, to see. We'll i'm see. kind of bummed there weren't no, there weren't more categories though. i feel like there should have been like your general like you know like yeah like
1: striker best midfielder stuff defender like right? etc who's your coach of the year for last season um i'm going like team per, by t- like team per team like on my head like in my head um it could be Chordy.
0: Oh, it should definitely be Chorda. I was, I was yeah, waiting for it. Chora, like, Chora, yeah. I'm giving, I'm giving you the the hook. No, the chance, on, should, on, take yeah. the baby. Well, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I think it should.
0: It should definitely. If there was a category, you know, let's make a, let's make an our football awards ceremony, and we'll just, we'll just mail Chora a trophy to be. Coach of he should totally be coach of the year. That man yeah. was playing chess while everybody was playing like another game. They weren't even playing chess; they were doing yeah. something else. Yeah, but I'd go for for. But Adriana, we we talked a lot about Liga Max Feminine. There is a what was it, 169 pager? If anybody's interested on the history of Liga Max Feminine that the league just released, if you want to go take a look at that, I think they just posted it like two days ago.
1: I just yeah, that I was a- that was I was I was, I was like like that was like kudos to the league for doing that that was really amazing i mean 169 pages public like you could just like download them Mm -hmm. um team by team like every single player that's been on there what team they were on per semester um you had different stats um during the season um they like showed um what players were national team players stuff like that so that was great way to get people on board I mean particularly the media because sometimes it really is difficult to have information regarding last like previous seasons and stuff like that um made one herself
0: Adriana has a spreadsheet I
1: did I have my spreadsheet (laughs) and now they did this it feels like I lost so much time
0: (laughs) no no you were way ahead of it and you could just double like you said you can just double check your work yeah I think I have 900 what
1: was it 969 players something you were pretty um, th- close yeah that was that was pretty close um yeah I'm gonna have to double check it now um I'm pretty sure it's 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 kind of accurate I just have to make sure that I didn't like misspell something or something like that but yeah
0: <laughs> just itemize it have somebody yeah run, run the check and make sure everything everything's good Hadiana, we we talked ourselves up for Liga Max Femini how excited are you? are you excited I'm so excited
1: I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited. It, it's amazing. I thought I'd be like, ah uh, we could just like, like stop and not have like soccer for a couple of weeks. No, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm particularly excited. Um, I, yeah, you, you think you wouldn't be because we haven't stopped ever since I don't know, like the Champions League final or something. Yep. Um, but no, I mean we have this and we have the Olympics and then we have the men's side coming up next week and we have the Expansión coming up next week. Um, we have like the Olympic soccer tournament and and Copa Oro and it's. Yeah, just, just about everything that can happen did happen.
0: Yeah. You know, the campeón de campeones is, is this weekend uh, here in my in my little... Oh,
1: home. yeah, León Cruz Azul. Yeah. León
0: Cruz Azul. Okay, I don't want to take away anything from this. Mm-hmm. And now, well, I'm saying this because now I was made to look like a fool, right? So I kind of thought, eh, maybe I'll go. You know, I'm not going to be traveling for the group stage matches because Weasel's out there taking care of it. So maybe I'll go. And then to my surprise... There are, like, no tickets left for this game. Oh, really? And they're, like, upsold, like, tons of dollars. And I'm just, like, nobody's even going to be there, at least in terms of, like, in my head, right? But then I go, well, technically, this is a championship. And how often, which we always go back to when we talk about, you know, like, the U.S. market, how often do these people get to see Cruz Azul and León?
1: (laughs) <laughs> Particularly say that Chris Azul comes in as a current champion,
0: and Chris Azul has like their blue wave coming in. Yeah, exactly, because they're current <laughs> champions. So um, um, it will not be a game in person, but I do give them tons of credit for, you know, going out there. And I mean, I'm at, like at this point, I'm excited to see what you know when it's televised and everything. What what happens in that game? Now, I'm invested now, mostly because I didn't realize <laughs> so, much, so much attention was going to be going into it. But then that was my little segue. To go into men's soccer now, we'll kind of throw a bone. Another game that will also be taking place on Sunday is uh, Mexico's third group stage match of the Gold Cup. Um, you know, things have happened. They they won against Guatemala as they should have and eliminated Guatemala for the second time. But I don't know. What are your general feelings about the Gold Cup with all this stuff? Just I'm waving my hands in the air. You can't see it, but with all
1: this stuff, <laughs> with all happening. this stuff, like air quotes stuff. Um, it's 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 kind of difficult because I I really wanted the U.S. to bring in their A squad to the tournament. I, I was looking forward to that like like rematch from the the Nations League final um, just like a month ago, um, and it just just them missing out and having like 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 a B or C squad come in. I mean, it kind of also makes the, the tournament lose some credibility, not credibility, but just just some interest because. I think ever since they stopped giving that ticket to the confederations cup um something's missing right you want to win the gold cup not because not only because you want to be the best team in the region but there has to be something else right it just feels like something is missing um i mean it's still it's it's been been a lot more entertaining than i would have thought i mean particularly when you're going to start comparing it to like the euro and copa america which ended one day before um but but still it it, i think kind of it, it needs something to like revamp itself and just be I don't know, but uh, like a lot more intensity, or or I don't know, something else to play for, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it has it, it's definitely lived up, like it's it, I think it's exceeded expectations to be honest. I thought it was going to be terrible, but it's it, we've had several good games. Um, and for the national team, I mean, just after that first game, like, losing uh, tooky to injury. I was like, "Oh my God, this is This is what's going to happen." And then we had like terrible refereeing in that game, and then in some other games as well. I thought it was going to be a disaster. I mean, it seems as though it's it's building up to be a lot more interesting um, after the group stage. But let I don't know. Let's see.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm, start, I'm starting to become a believer of Weasel's. US and Mexico final is not going to happen. I just don't know which way it's going. I mean, it's leaned. It, it, the, the, the stick keeps swinging from one side to the other about which one will make the final, but we'll have to see. I mean, for what it's worth, they seem to have found the rhythm, which is the positive, right? They look so out of sync after that Chucky injury. Um, and then seeing them, even though they also kind of lacked any real luster go- going against Guatemala in the first couple minutes, to the point that Guatemala almost looked very good, given that they yeah. were eliminated <laughs> and technically shouldn't be there. Um, but at least they scored three goals. Funes Mori got a brace. It looks like the offense is kind of finding themselves. They all seemed very happy. You know, Pineda, Tegatito, Funes Mori, they look like yeah. from like a collective camaraderie standpoint, scoring those those final two goals yeah they look like hey we're gonna do this let's like let's... hey
1: dude i like we've played yeah, like, like forever together
0: or something you know kind of thing so that's the positive i take out of that they were absolutely 100 percent supposed to win that game did they win it like fantastically no I, I i'm not necessarily satisfied i think that that also said that too like yeah we scored three goals but we had so many other chances to score and we didn't so that's the worrisome part but i think they i think they seem to have turned it around you know and so uh, when they go up against el salvador should probably win, you know, I'm looking at the group stage match points. I think Trinidad and Tobago has to beat Guatemala assuming nobody scores in that Mexico-El Salvador game by like five goals to advance. So it, it I mean all the it looks like it that everything's going to work out and they'll be at the quarterfinals in Phoenix, but I think just winning should, you know, kind of put them in the um, further into that right direction.
1: Yeah, agreed. Um I've, I've been particularly happy with Fuñiz with Mori, I mean, just because of, like, like you said, like the camaraderie around them and, and taking up the leadership position. And, and I, I really appreciated the way he spoke about um, like how the referee made, like, like how those terrible calls provoked the fans. It doesn't justify the fans at all, but the fact that he was like, like able to come forward and say, hey, this is terrible refereeing and look what happened to this player and kind of speaking up for the team, I, I kind of appreciated that. But again, it doesn't justify the fans at all. I really don't think that that's what he should have said. Um, but just him like taking on like that, like post-game like uh, interview and speaking his mind, and thing. I thought that was, I mean, that was good. Usually you think that like players in that position and being like thinking that they were going to be criticized would kind of shy away. And, and no, I mean, he, he's done it pretty well.
0: Yeah, definitely stepped up. So uh, I think that's it. Adina, do you have anything else we have to add? this podcast once again we talked a lot i very much enjoyed it
1: um no i think we covered pretty much most of it <laughs> um yeah i mean looking forward like we we have a national team game like the, i mean this week for copa oros uh, closing off the group stage and then next oh dear god i'm gonna be terrible at this wednesday morning with the tri olimpico is it wednesday morning is that Thursday already oh, next it's, it's week wednesday. i thought we still had like a good week and a half my god no it's next week I mean, no. we, oh. we start off like not sleeping next tuesday Ugh. monday oh yeah
0: okay well like i wasn't prepared i wasn't meant to like, prepare like, for that.
1: <laughs> like the good thing for like for you guys on the west coast is that like the three games are at 3 a.m central time so at least it's like 1 a.m like like pacific time yeah but that's not too
0: bad. bad i could try i could try to get a nap in there somewhere before 1 a.m yeah. and then fall for back us it's to like
1: sleep. 3 a.m so it's gonna be like huh the game's that's gonna like end good. and the sun will be rising
0: or something <laughs> <laughs> um, you're sleeping
1: yeah yeah that's, i'm gonna yeah the next couple of weeks my like body's gonna be complaining about like what the hell is going on why aren't <laughs> you sleeping when there's like like it's dark outside i <laughs> do that to my
0: children as well i do, do that. <laughs> so i'll just get used to it at that point all right guys well it looks like that's about it um get your apparently get your sleep while you can before we go into olympic mode because that'll be coming up soon but enjoy the matches um quick plugs to all our Liga MX feminine community members um don't forget to follow the eagle eye podcast for anything america and america feminine related chivas del norte for anything chivas and chivas feminine related our good friend uh, Melissa over at the Chivas Femini English account in Spanish. Obviously, Tudene, follow them for all their comprehensive coverage. Campeonas MX, Futbolera, just tons of people in the community, in the Liga Max Femini community. It's growing, it's fun. And of course, follow the hashtag Liga FBM ENG because we're picking back up this season. Um, other than that, follow the hashtags all throughout El Trieng, uh, L3ENG, Liga ENG. Just have fun, have a lot of fun, get some sleep have some rest because at the end of the day, it is our football. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.